Yeah, I got a whole Archie's vinyl, and the it's the Sugar Sugar vinyl, and the fucking cover of it is awesome. Yeah, it's like a German release of the uh oh yeah album, and it's so cool. Well, well, well. That's how we hear. Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I will. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why to drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. If you ever do another and an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror, a podcast where we get drunk, watch a horror movie, talk about that movie immediately afterwards, and try to make sense of it all. That and won't happen. we also record ourselves watching the movie and cutting clips like this one. This suit does not fit him. I don't know what I would have done if you I love the phrase ill-fitting suit. It is a very ill-fitting suit. <laughs> that jacket is awful. I love those elbow patches, though. Those are chic. She is dressed chic as fuck. Yeah, she is. Unless we mess up and then forget to re- or only record part of ourselves watching the movie. The part that we didn't like didn't matter. Uh, they they would have never known. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so viewers, what, there's like viewers shit. Well, we were quiet for like. Uh, an hour and then we took a break and i paused the recording because we paused and then i forgot to restart the recording and then for the rest of the movie we did not record until like the very last like 10 minutes it's fun. we laughed once when he was screaming <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and it's, we'll get into the part yeah. that we were laughing about if you didn't get the context clues from what movie we're talking about we watched wicker man from 2006 the nicholas cage man. one and it was Remake. our patron pick yeah and it sucks and i don't know why this was picked <laughs> okay was well pick. we'll get to that <laughs> in our later segment uh, okay so molly why did you choose this movie so um <laughs> this uh i'm doing the trivia for this one what are your buzzer noises buzz like a bee <laughs> Mine is, how'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? Perfect. <laughs> you gotta do it twice. <laughs> so, question one. Yes. How much of the dialogue is word for word the same as the original Wicker Man? Option A, 10%. Option B, 30%. Option C, 60%. Or option D, 80% or more. Buzz. Yes. 30%. No. Okay. Is it... 60 no 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 80 no. percent or more yes no fucking way this so, is some of the worst dialogue i've ever here's heard. what i think happened i think that this movie cut out a lot of dialogue and used a lot of the original dialogue maybe not where it fits best ah. so <laughs> what it says according theory. to imdb it says that a lot of the dialogue perhaps as much as 80 percent or more is word for word the same as the original Wicker Man, albeit sometimes in a dif- different context? There we go. My working theory has proven true. It was awfully done. Uh, okay, uh, question two. 
Which actress turned down the role of Willow? Option A, Jennifer Gardner. Option B, Naomi Campbell. Option C, Winona Ryder. Option D, uh, Julia Roberts. How to get burned. How to get burned. Yeah. Is it Jennifer Gardner? No. Uh, Buzz. Yeah. Winona. Yeah. Oh. Um, wow. Winona Ryder turned down the role of Willow because she hated the script. <laughs> Queen. She has taste. <laughs> what a fucking legend. So now it's tied up one to one. Okay. Which famous musician introduced Nick Cage to the original Wicker Man? Option A, Kurt Cobain. Option B, Johnny Ramone from the Ramones. Option C, Sting. Or option D, Jack White. Um, 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 yeah. um, um. How to get burned, how to get burned. Yeah. It's Johnny Ramone. Yeah. This movie's dedicated to him. Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Did it's dedicated to him. That was the first thing in the credits. I didn't catch that. Um, Did he... Like, why Why did this get dedicated to him? How did this all connect? Uh, He showed Nicolas Cage the first, the original movie. Yeah. Nicolas Cage um, is one of the producers. Well, let me oh, find... Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Okay. I that think he also died, like, in... Uh, this film is dedicated to late musician Johnny Ramone, who introduced Nick Cage to Robin Hardy's original, The Wicker Man, 1973. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's cool. That's a good bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Molly won, <gasps> uh, but there I I did have an alternate question because I didn't know if you guys would pay attention to the credits and see that Johnny Ramone is credited. But <laughs> this is my alternate question. Nicholas Cage's character's name is Edward Malice in this, mm-hmm. and the question is, what is Officer Malice's name not a reference to? Okay. <laughs> So there's at least three things. Uh, option A, <laughs> it's a combination of the word male and phallus. Uh, option B, it means bad in Latin. Option C, it's apple or crab apple. It's the genus name of that species. Or option D, it's a type of honey. Which of them is it not a reference to? Buzz. Yeah. The honey one. Mm, yes that is the answer nice so on imdb uh it says nicholas cage's name malice is a combination of the words male and phallus this was done because of the male male female dynamic that was added to the remake so apparently the original didn't have this uh male versus female dynamic and then another fact i don't think there's bees in the original either like i don't think it has anything to do with bees either broke (laughs) <laughs> another fact uh in the original or on imdb is uh the sisters names are plant related or have mm-hmm. a nature connection such as willow beach uh honey rose thorn and moss malice is the genus name for cr- apple and crab apple while rowan is the name of a shrub from asia and europe and then the other fact that's also in the imdb trivia is perhaps involuntary Officer Malice's surname has two additional meanings in Latin. With a long A, it means apple tree. Well, with a short name, with a short A, it means bad, unpleasant, or even ill. So... Mal. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad in Spanish. Malus versus Malice. Um, I don't know. Other fun fact. Wait, do you have more trivia? Because I have something about his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it? Um, his name Edward is named after the original detective guy, Edward. who is Edward Woodward, Woodward, 
who is the last name of Willow and Ronan yeah. Woodward, they yeah. split it. I didn't look up the trivia. I just noticed that when I looked up the original movie and I saw the guy's name was Edward, Edward Woodward. Woodward. And he's I was like, wait a Hot minute. Fuzz. Uh, he's the guy who does the, um, who watches like the security cameras um, oh, upstairs. Yeah. yeah, that's Edward Woodward. Nice. Um, also, I mean, there's a bunch of some facts from this. Robin Hardy, who was the writer and director of the original, took had his name removed from the film's credits because he didn't want to be associated with it and also christopher lee who's uh, who plays the character of summer isle um in the original movie was also critical of this and i think christopher lee was offered like a role in this and then didn't take it king shit um originally it was summer isle and they changed it to summer's isle because because they thought it would be easier for americans to pronounce uh, Can I share a fact I just found? Yeah. Liam Neeson was considered. Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this would have uh, been a different movie. So, also, um, Nicolas Cage I objected. Have a very particular set of skills. How did it get burned? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Nicolas Cage objected to the criticisms that the film was unintentionally funny, saying that he and Neil LeBute uh, knowingly, Neil Butte, who's the writer, knowingly made the picture an absurdist black comedy, and it should have been seen and judged as such. Uh huh. That's on sure. IMDb. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Can I share another one? Yeah. James Franco and Lily Sobieski, who was the woman we were kept trying to figure yeah. out who she was, um, previously worked together and never been kissed. Yeah. And she was like kind of the little loser character. I've never seen that. And movie. he like makes fun of her. Oh, it's like. Um, really weird uh-huh. because Drew Barrymore plays an adult who pretends to be a high schooler who falls in love with their teacher. Is it Drew Barrymore? Yeah, it's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, oh, yeah, I thought Drew it Barry was, um, oh, what's her name? Kate Hudson. I thought that was who that was. And then was at the weird. end, the teacher and her get together, even though, yeah. Very weird. It's yeah. Um, also this is directed by Neil Butte, uh, written and directed by Neil Butte. Um, I don't know. That's most of it um recap time <laughs> yeah <laughs> the failure continues all right i say we don't fixate on the details here because none of them matter <laughs> you know what yeah who wants to be nicholas cage so much you if that's okay you are you. welcome to have it harish i'll be the wife i guess willow yeah or the fiance I fiance. I will be dynamic is never really made clear. No. I'll be Summer's Isle. Okay. Uh I mean we'll just pick up the rest of them cuz All right, ready? Yeah. Yep. And I'm Nick Cage and I'm trying to save a girl and a mom from a burning car and well bam bam they're not safe. It's sucks and I'm a cop. And, and the car explodes. But six months later, I'm like still, I'm about to retire because I'm too depressed about this like death on my hands thing. And I get this letter from my estranged ex fiance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Saying that I have to come to this weird island in order to find this one girl who's gone missing, her daughter who's gone missing. So I hop at the chance to redeem myself and go out and find the missing girl. And so I get to the island. 
and it's weird and wacky and like nobody is like telling me anything haha we're three women and <laughs> we're here meeting you at the beach and we're Taunting like how'd you, you get here um i got taken by helicopter mm, okay keep that in mind do you want to see what's in this bag and then you don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about that later. Um, Cut to <laughs> it's um, the bar. Stumbling around. Where's the girl? Where's the girl? <laughs> um, and then I'm Willow and I come and I'm like, we can't talk here. Meet me later. And then we yes. meet later. Did you guys just? It okay. doesn't matter. Okay, you're fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> Great. Do we what? Do we you guys just swap roles? I, but it's yeah. fine. Oh no, you're Willow. You be Willow. Let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. Grish um, hated this movie. <laughs> okay, so we're talking, and I'm like, my daughter's been missing. Everyone here's fucking weird. Yeah. Find her. All right. We'll Cut find the to, girl. It's a school day, and I'm teaching a class, and I'm a woman, Mrs. Rose, Sister Rose, and I'm teaching a class. Hmm, another plant name. Let me disrupt the lesson. Where's the girl? Hey. You know how you talk to a child. She, Where's the girl? Look, if and the she existed, happens. we would tell you. <laughs> Bullshit. Let me check the student records, and I do, and her name's on it. Hey, and you. Ha uh, <laughs> ha. Gotcha. Okay, let's go talk outside. <laughs> She's dead, dude. <laughs> I don't know why you're traumatizing all these kids for no reason, but she's dead. And also, I don't directly tell you that, though, because I have to be weird and mysterious. Anyway, cut and to... And then we see your twin. The next scene... <laughs> she never gets resolved. <laughs> the next scene, you walk up to me, and it's the same woman, and I'm like, oh, the pub is that way or something? All right, so I go to the pub, and there's all this weird shit happening, and none of these women are telling me nothing. Yeah. And I don't honestly remember anything from this point. And you keep having hallucinations. And so I dive. I dive. So all this shit happens. And eventually I dive into a grate because I think I see the girl. And I grab the girl. Well, you go to talk to the pilot of the because you see the plane landing and you go to talk to the pilot and he's not there. So you just sit there for a while. I miss that. And then I think the girl might be like hidden in the water. So I go and I find her and I'm holding her and then I'm not. And it was all hallucination. Yeah. You wake up twice. (laughs) Yeah. stupid and then i go back and do it again later but this time someone traps me in the grate and i'm like help help well, uh, well, and then that was different but oh whatever i skipped a bunch of stuff I'm i feel sorry. like we could fast no forward. it was a different grate it was we're okay. Yeah. Wonder, okay thank you where are we okay so you meet the doctor francis conroy and she's doing research on ancient rituals for no reason and then she leaves and then you sneak into her house you find some records on this girl rowan yeah and, and she was sacrificed the there's some sort of sac- harvest festival or something and then you go confront the wife or excuse me i don't know what any of this is about like i need you to help us find her i don't know anything bullshit how to get burned Oh, 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 I have found a burnt baby doll. And well, from the beginning. Wave it in your face and I scream, how to get burned, how to get burned. I don't know. How, how to get, get burned. And that baby doll was found in Rowan's grave, which you dug, which I dug up, up yeah, after I getting permission grave. from Summer's Isle, who's the leader in this. But anyway, skip all that. Thank you. Sorry. I, <laughs> um, not I forgot about all and that. And then too. skip to, let's just skip to the end. Who cares? All right. So <laughs> nobody gives a shit. A confrontation. And now I you're see, running around town trying uh, to find this girl. I have punched several women <laughs> in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a bear suit and I joined this weird um, uh, pagan parade <laughs> through the fields of like apiaries and we see that Rowan is tied up to a maypole or something 
And I go to grab her, and I'm like, run, we must go. And I'm still kind of half-dressed in this bear suit. And people are chasing after me. So I hide in the woods with Rowan, who the ch- who's the child. And um, she's like, I, I set her down. I'm like, okay, we're safe now. we got to escape. And then I set her down, and she starts running. So I start running after her. And she runs into the arms of... Summer, Everyone else in me. the city. Yeah. yeah. All the other women. Also, by the way, none of the men in this town have said a single word. Nope. This whole time. So then. As it should be. Summer's Isle explains. Haha, <laughs> this has all been a plan from the start, and we sent her out to seduce you and then have your child so that we can have another child, and that's how this society works. And now we're going to sacrifice uh, what, 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 you. What? You're the drone, and we're the drone. Bees. Kill the drone or whatever. So Kill the drone. I get my legs broken and in a deleted scene <laughs> i get my face full of bees and carried up to the giant wicker man mm-hmm. where i'm burned and we chant as you burn and, and then he burns to death yeah he burns and then cut to a six little later, later six months later and me and the other girl we're out in the town seducing james franco and jason ritter the end <sighs> All right, so... This movie did a lot of things to us. This was, I think... See, it's hard for me to verify top ten, but at least... Now, one top ten worst films I've ever seen in my this life. This is an awful, awful movie. <laughs> and I have decided I'm blaming the director. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. 100% Partially Nick Cage, but I am very much blaming the director. Yeah. I've seen Nick Cage do some okay acting. Well, I was just talking before we watched this. I was saying Raising Arizona is a phenomenal film, and he does great in that movie. Great actor in that movie. And yeah. this one, it's and I think the way he defends it, th- some of the crap in this movie is his fault. Mm-hmm. But if they well, even if they were going for a dark uh, comedy or whatever, they did not hit the beat. <laughs> if you're going to take 80% of a script that's not a comedy... And try and do a comedy through delivery. It's gonna be tonally um, disjunctional. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Disjointed. That's the disjointed, word. Disjointed. That's it. Oh my god! This is yeah. it, absolutely. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was terrible. <laughs> it's really up there with the My Bloody Valentine remake. This is yeah. on par with Devil for me in terms of how I feel. I forgot we did Devil. That's been blocked <laughs> out of my mind. <laughs> Thanks, <I> g- Patreons. <laughs> Okay, to be fair, okay, Harish, what are your thoughts real quick? I mean, it sucks. I mean, I I don't, like, rate the worst movies because all movies that are bad I just stop thinking about. So I don't (laughs) know that this is probably one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. But it's pretty bad. It's definitely one of the worst movies we've done on this podcast. For sure. But, yeah. So what's the history with this? So this is our patron pick movie. And how this works... um, Fun fact, so you can subscribe to our Patreon and vote on movies that we do for our episode. Um, the three of us each pick a movie that we want to watch, and we have our Patreon members vote, and whatever has the most number of votes wins, and we do an episode on yeah. that pick. So this was my pick, right? and I picked it because I've wanted to watch this movie for a hot minute, and I honestly didn't think it would win, and it did. Yes. And I picked it because I wanted to watch it because I knew it was a bad movie. But I was like, and I've seen, I've read a lot about this movie and like I knew a lot, like I knew how, Mm -hmm. whatever, like not how it like ended, ended, but I knew that like they killed him or whatever. Not all the specifics. I knew it was just like bad and weird and he was like aggressive 
in his acting choices. So I was like, oh, this will be a fun one to do. And upon watching it, it's um not the most fun I've had watching a movie. I will say this. I think, and I'll talk about this more later, um, I think the last half hour of this movie is okay. There, I wish the rest of yeah. it had led up to um, make the ending. You know, I wish the, the rest of the movie was as good as the ending of this movie is. I wouldn't say that the ending is good, but yeah, I not. will say there there are like like the the part the scene where he's like running through um Summer Isle's house and like he opens just random doors and sees like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I mean, like there's the one room with this girl that's just smiling with like bees, bees on, on her. her. That was cool. Like, but what did that have done, to do with anything? Yeah, exactly. Like, could have done more of that, but mm-hmm. like. The rest of the movie is just, like, pointless and dumb. I also do want to put in, um, I love bees. I took one beekeeping class, and I never shut up about it. So, fucking bees, man. This fulfilled your bee wish. Mm-hmm. I just have to say that... Okay, so I've always known that this is a bad movie. Because everyone on the internet has always said... This is a bad movie. But usually when something is, like, meme-worthy, it's, like, one of those so bad it's good and fun things. Yeah, like The Room. That's what I was going to say. I thought that this movie was going to be one of those The Room-type films Mm -hmm. where it's just really fun to watch. You can quote it. If you're having, like, a chill night with friends, you turn it on and stuff. But, like... I honestly would like to go the rest of my life without watching this movie I think, ever again. I think what you're talking about applies to the last 30 minutes, like um, yeah, Molly brought I up. Yeah, I think that, because, like, the part, that the applies. scene where he's getting his legs broken, love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, I think from how to okay. get burned to the very ending, that's yeah. cinema. That's where, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but all no, this, you, know like, what, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all this, like mystery and we're not going to tell you what's happening it's so badly executed that i'm like i just don't give a shit it's too long this movie could be like 40 minutes it should be and then also um fuck i forgot what i was gonna say um the whole oh that was it the whole added gender dynamic it's just so pointless does nothing for the film for except for like how molly pointed out the b stuff it's but it just didn't do anything. Yeah. I think this movie, something it tried to do and didn't quite do all the way and that I wish it had done and that it could have done with a better writer and director. Um, there's kind of this allegory between um, feminism and how bee colonies are structured. Right. So there's the queen bee and the worker bees who are all female who like work to sustain this like colony of bees and the queen bee um is in charge of reproducing all the children and keeping the colony full of like bees for generations and it's like a generational thing and bees like go through their whole life cycle and it's just like how they're they live um and then they're all women like all the bees you see out and about are um, probably female bees and um drone bees are all male and their literal only job is to like have sex with the queen bee and then they die like immediately after yeah and so I feel like the allegory between like the life of a bee and this movie is like a cool concept. I don't think this movie executed it well. Right. I wish there was a movie out there that did because that shit's awesome. But yeah. also like it the uh, bee is, like a the a bee universe really has nothing to say about 
the human world. Right. No. Yeah. These are no much connection. more superior <laughs> to humans. <laughs> but like, I'm not like, kidding. The, the dynamics of how they work and stuff has really nothing to do with how humans work and function, you know? And I'm not mm. saying like, oh, like they, cause like saying like the women are superior. Yeah. That's cool and everything. But like by making your whole point that men are like worthless and the, women are like these great superior beings and then doing that by making the women these evil people who burn a man alive yeah. this is just not how you do it that's just not that's not making a single point let's get no. one thing straight though bees are better than people bees are cool bees are smart they um oh my god this is just gonna be me talking about bees um they do this thing where they know what the azimuth of the sun is which is um the sun's position in relation to other things right in terms of like the time of day so say I'm trying to find Sam and I'm trying to go back and tell you where Sam is. I would go back and do this waggle dance, which is a real specific dance that um, determines position and distance based on the veracity of the waggle. (laughs) 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 Um, I could tell you where Sam is um, based on her position to the sun. If I was a bee. That's awesome. Bees are smart. Yeah. They are beautiful, beautiful souls and I love them and they're so good. And that's all the waggle dance fucking slaps. So I think I think this guy found out some stuff about bees and was like, Oh, I'm gonna put these things together. But they don't have bees, anything to do yeah. with any I wanna I, I think really and truly I really wanna watch the original Wicker Man. Oh yeah. just so I can see like how much they change right. because the original one is regarded as like one of the best horror films ever. People love it. Yeah. It's like and 73, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like an older one and it's, it's, it's considered Britain's like top five best horror films type thing. Yeah. This is obviously a piece of garbage. So I want to know like, what did they add in? Um, we've confirmed that the gender dynamics are an added thing that really have nothing to say about anything other than just, um, like he just put i don't know it's just everything in this movie is meaningless it's weird choices that don't lead up to anything and then a really cool ending that doesn't match the rest of the movie nope yeah and the thing is like i hate whenever a movie is like women superior but then the women are the bad guys yeah so then you're like the point you made is a bad point Mm mm-hmm and I think you did it on purpose. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's like, fuck you for that. <laughs> a movie. It, it's not like one of those, we tried to make it like women are superior and accidentally happened. It was like, no, no. You made them the bad guys. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm just like, it, I had that same, the Dr. Sleep thing where the the girl was oh, like, fuck, really? have you seen Dr. Sleep? No, no Dr. Sleep is Should a, I? no, no, no. You, it's fine. It's not a spoiler. Dr. Sleep is a great movie. I loved it. There's this one scene where a woman who's a bad guy was like fucking men. And it's like, she is not the person who should be saying that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think a lot of time men directors and writers are like, oh, I'm going to be empowering my women characters. But it's like when your women characters are the bad guys and you're making that the moment for empowerment, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. That's and it irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a super hella good point. And I feel like this movie, I don't think he thought he was empowered. Like just the whole thing. I'm like, no, I think there is a very conscious choice in here being like women controlling is sinister. I just, I yeah. felt that. I mean, it definitely wasn't trying to be a feminist movie no 
Also, it's like from 2006 yeah. when, like, I don't know. When feminism wasn't invented yet. <laughs> it, <laughs> it definitely was hella suppressed. In 2008. <laughs> George Bush was still in office when this movie was made. Yeah. And so now we it know who a lot. to fight <laughs> for it. Dick Cheney's involvement with this movie is staggeringly <laughs> high. No. Um, I think something... I mean, I'm going to talk about this movie a lot later. Um, Midsummer. That's that's where I was drawing a lot of comparisons in my, my mind. My number one recommendation based on this movie. Midsummer is a great movie. People often compare Midsummer with the, the original. original. Yeah. Wicker Man. Yeah. Midsummer is a movie that has a lot to do with gender dynamics that I feel does it right. And the that's it. I don't have anything else. I thought I did. Yeah, I I don't love Midsummer, but I do think it's a lot better than this. Mm-hmm. It it's much much more <laughs> successful at what it's trying to do. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? So there's like lots <laughs> of just terrible scenes in this. I would like <laughs> to talk about the very god awful dialogue in this movie not even not even nicholas cage's delivery oh, yeah, of the no, dialogue. Okay. not even that just how bad the words are well so the first thing that i wrote down is very stilted line readings because from the outset from the opening scene when he uh when he like catches the doll and then like catches up with the the mom and the kid they are just speaking very robotically even he's speaking robotic robotically it's very bad it's it's like there's no emotion and he's just saying the lines there's like it's it's very like bad line reading and i i do think that was a lot of the direction because that does continue like i mean it changes but it does continue throughout the movie where everyone is just saying their lines and not like trying to be as stone-faced as possible yeah a lot of the lines are very bad the one that i immediately thought of is when he goes to meet the school teacher oh my god that's where my mind just went (laughs) to yeah and she's like oh you're on a quest to find this girl that's very quixotic and then explains (laughs) who don quixote was and everything and then a couple moments later he points out something she says is quixotic and and it's it's not it's it's a completely (laughs) inaccurate use of the word (laughs) quixotic I don't think that's proper use of that word. That sucks. Yeah, and then, like, before his inaccurate use of the word quixotic, he's in there talking to children and, like, scream... Like, I mean, this has something to do with his delivery, but, like, screaming at them. And here's the little speech he gives is, you little liars, Rowan Woodward is your classmate, isn't she? Isn't she? That is her desk, and you're the biggest liar of them all, and I'm warning you, you tell me another, and I'll arrest you myself. This is a promise. Like, (laughs) he just, like, out of nowhere. Right. Just, like, calm down. Very, very weird, like, awkward changes in emotions. The the vibes are horrendous in this movie. He'll be like, he'll ask a question, and then somebody will be like, no. And then he just starts screaming what <laughs> like where is she that's like literally the where is she mean that is this whole movie is yeah. just where is she but like i don't know just every every time he delivers 
or just anything he says. Honestly, anytime somebody in this movie is like saying something smart or witty, it's like not really that smart or witty. It's just badly written. I don't say this a lot, but SNL had it right when they did get in the cage with Nick Cage and Nick Cage. When Andy Samberg called on Nicolas Cage for having all of his dialogue being either whispered or screamed. (laughs) That is literally this movie. Yeah, I get it now. Because, okay, I will say Nick Cage is great in National Treasure. One and two. Those are great movies. I love them. I don't know what happened. Is there, like, backstory about why he is the way he is in this it's, movie? I mean, he's in just, I don't know. I he's couldn't find anything. one of those guys that I guarantee you he has. Um, Morgan Freeman's one of these guys where it's yeah. you just have a base fee. And if somebody's willing to pay that base fee, you'll be in that movie. Yeah. Which is why people like Morgan Freeman and Nick Cage and stuff are just in so many movies. Because huh. they don't really give a shit. They're just like, pay me your fee and I'll be in your movie. Right. And I feel like... I feel like that's probably the Nick Cage. Also, he was the producer in this one, so it has something to do with it. It seems like he was invested because he liked the original, I guess. Yeah, I think think this is a specific one because he produced it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think the reason he's in so many movies where it's so easy to make fun of him is because he's just, like, he's just an easy get. And a lot of those crappier, lower-budget movies that it's just grab the star and then roll with it. Mm-hmm. They're directed by people who aren't good directors. And yeah. he's a crazy character actor that's going to yeah. do anything. And so if a director does not know how to properly maintain that, obviously it's shit. So like the reason I, w- I kept talking about how much I love him in Raising Arizona. Have y'all seen Raising Arizona? No, that's a, on my list. So that is honestly, I think Nick Cage's best film. He like kills the part mm-hmm. that's a great movie because it's directed by the fucking coen brothers so of course it's right. like you know it makes sense because they knew how to use yeah. him and so i feel like a lot of people don't understand how to use him and they just want that nick cagey feel which is like why mandy's so good apparently i don't remember I liking mandy. it i don't remember liking it that much i'd like to see it again yeah. but a lot of people really like it because they properly used nick cage you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he's just one of those guys that everyone's just like throw him in it'll be wacky and it's like well you made a shit movie and put nick cage on it so this is why he has a bad rep is because nobody knows how to fucking direct the guy i don't think he's a bad actor no he's and i think he's aware that guy. he's like in a lot of movies that are really bad and like is kind of like a joke because Again, referring back to the get in the cage with Nick Cage, like he clearly knew that like, there was like meme ability there. Yeah. And I hate that sentence I just said. But this movie, it just like doesn't. The parts that are funny to me, and it, like I, it's weird that he said he was going for like a black comedy vibe kind of act of the fact. Like I don't know if I buy that. I don't buy it. But I don't think so. It's just the stark difference between scenes that I liked. Where he is that, like, crazy kind of yelling. I thought that was funny. But, like, because it was, like, oh, my God, funny. This movie takes itself too seriously, um, mm-hmm. which I, I if you're making a good movie, then it should take itself seriously. But also, this, this movie has a scene where Nick Cage is wearing a bear suit. And then he talks, <laughs> he talks to the fiancé, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go save her. And then he sees... <laughs> He sees his daughter and then there's a shot of the fiance like looking at him and then there's a shot of him in this fucking stupid bear suit (laughs) and he looks at her like with this dramatic look and then nods and it's so ridiculous that whole scene i was like they treat it as if it's like a serious scene which is like 
okay, if you're gonna take something seriously, then don't make it so ridiculous and dumb. And then I think Harish didn't mention the shot that comes immediately after. Right. It's a wide shot of Nick Cage in a bear suit running towards this girl. It's absolutely amazing. It's He's walking, yeah. <laughs> he's just like like there were so many moments in this movie where I'm like, really? You thought that looked good type situation? Yeah, yeah. You uh, know? This movie has like very weird editing choices also. Like mm-hmm. it sticks on, like it lingers on people like when they're reacting to stuff when it probably shouldn't. Um, I'm going to uh, go ahead and take that as bad takes. Let's do like bad, um, like line delivery takes and they didn't have good ones. Yeah, so they just had to linger on reactions. I don't know. I think that was also, the, I'm well, no, that's, that's, I'm blaming like it's, it's combined. That scene, it was, we like talked about it a little bit where Ellen Bernstein and Nick Cage are talking. It looks like they're in two different locations. Yeah. Ir- Sam yeah. brought that up, I think. Irritated the fuck out of me during the, the color behind each of them and the color right. of light is vastly different well she's like in the sunlight so yeah. there's like bright sunlight on her hair um and then he is completely in shadow there's yeah. no sunlight on him and then they are never there's a couple two shots of them like at the beginning and at, and the, at end. the end yeah but during the entire fucking conversation not once do you get an over the shoulder a two shot any sort of rotation or anything it's just shot reverse shot reverse shot reverse and they're these like wide mid like it's like kind of i don't know what shoulders up like kind of around there and like they're kind of center framed like just slightly off center and like yeah it like follows 180 so it's easy to follow that they're talking to each other but it's like you never get like it's just the same back and forth of the shots. And then after watching that for the entire five minute conversation, you start to realize these shots don't look similar in any way. And it's almost as if they shot them completely different times. And I think they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they fucking yeah, did. Oh, for sure. Because um, there's no sunlight in uh, on him at all. He's completely in the shadow. Like, I mean, he's it's bright. Like, he's outside, but he's like in the shadow of the house or something. So like there's no like direct sunlight on him. But then when it cuts to at the end, when the conversation is over, it cuts to a shot of both of them and he, his hair is lit by the sunlight. So it's very clearly like it was a completely different take. I mean, that could just be bad timing for an outdoor shot. Like they were a little later in the day and they started running out of sunlight type situation. But that's just irresponsible filmmaking. I don't think so. But also, um, that scene has one of the examples of bad editing uh, where there's a shot where it's like Nick Cage. uh, (laughs) I think it's like a reaction shot of Nick Cage where he like. like, It looks like he he should have been reacting to something flying into his eye. Yeah. It's like something flew into his eye because he blinks very weirdly and then wipes his eye as if like, like if someone like had spit in his face, that's what the reaction would have been. He was flying into his eye. Yeah. Um, but, but they didn't edit it in. It, it It's just there. And it like doesn't make sense in the scene. And it looks very weird. And it was just in there for no reason. <laughs> they could have just cut away to the other, the woman who was talking at the, at that time. But yeah, but they didn't. And then the other scene with bad editing that I'm thinking of is the very beginning 
uh, or when he first gets on the island and he's talking to those three women and talking about the bag was the like there's they're holding like there's these men that are holding this bloody bag um and it cuts in between them and like their reactions are very weird like they smile very smugly to when he says stuff and it's just very weirdly acted and like it lingers on the shots too long it's just very uncomfortable and dumb and also we never see what's in the bag or what what he's reacting to what the fuck you're gonna have this build up right at the beginning and then not show us what's in the bag What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Well, like, they build it up. Stupid. And then you're like, oh, the payoff is going to be that it's, like, dead fish or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they show him, like, jumping. Like, he, like, goes to it, open it and then jumps back. And then the women are laughing. And then, like, you never see it confirmed that he saw anything. You never see anything. It's just there. Did he not look in it? I have no idea. There was no reveal. What? That was so unsatisfactory. What? Yeah. That's weird. Um... Some, you know what? Like this movie was rated R. It no, it was PG thirteen. No, it oh, was yeah. rated R. It they had to cut t- yeah. like about four minutes, I think, is what I read, to make well, it PG thirteen. They cut a bunch. There are four minutes of additional oh, okay. scenes in the like on the DVD and stuff. But I they, bet that's they where had the to B cut shot a bunch. Went. Yeah, yeah, that is. And I'm wondering if there was like so actually something in the bag that they had to cut. Maybe for, like gore issues. But then cut the whole scene. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just reshoot it. It's it's just weird. Or at least cut the ending of that scene. Just, just have, have him, him like, walk away. Or just have him look at the bag and then cut to the bar. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's very weird. <sighs> yeah, th- I, I mean, I really hate spending a podcast episode just talking mad shit. But... I'll talk about stuff I like. I just... Go ahead. <laughs> I like the production design. The set design was really, really oh, good. Yeah. The aesthetics of the island. Yeah, especially I think in the last scene. And I'm going to talk about the last scene because I liked the last scene. I'm not going to let anyone talk me out of liking it. I liked it. Um, last scene as in the like sacrifice mm-hmm. or okay. The sacrifice. Well, all the stuff like leading from when they're walking. Yeah. I loved that. I loved the design. I liked a lot of how that was shot more than I liked how other parts of the movie were shot. Um, where you see them walking through the fields, kind of single file. That was pretty cool. Um, all the characters at this moment are kind of all dressed like different animals. Right, they're wearing, wearing masks. face paint and masks. And it's really cool. Like, visually, it looks really, really good. And I liked that a lot. And um, I liked how that kind of led into the sacrifice scene where you see this giant wick, like wicker man, which is a giant man made out of, like, twigs and sticks and branches and trees and all that that these people have constructed and they hoist nick cage up into that and burn him and they're all chanting together and i like that because i like that part of cult movies where everything comes together in a ceremony Mm -hmm. so all of that like landed for me i thought that was like fine but i feel a disjoint between how the movie was set up to be a police investigation procedural to a cult movie and it's not because of story because that story makes sense you could do that it was like in all the other kind of stylistic choices that were made i think the like sacrifice was fine but that scene opens with just his voiceover screaming about his leg um which as we've established completely ridiculous that scene 
what we we went back and we watched that scene where it wasn't voiceover and it I'm made well, it made a lot more sense okay, watching well, it let, let's explain this yeah so there's the famous not the bees scene that everyone knows from this movie where he gets a bunch of bees poured onto him where he has like a cage on his head and he gets a bunch of bees f- poured onto him. Get in the cage with Nick Cage. <laughs> that is a uh, an alternate ending that they cut out of the movie. When are they going to do the bees? Is that next? No, he's already stung. Yeah, but we didn't. Doesn't he get a cage on his head? Well, yeah. Did we, we didn't miss it, did we? we didn't. And so he gets his legs broken in that scene mm-hmm. um but in in the actual movie it like cuts from uh like he f- finds out everything like that everything gets revealed and then the whole cult is ganging up on him and there's like a there's a a shot from above where everyone is like rush uh, walking towards him he's like in the center of a circle and everyone's walking towards him and then it cuts to them walking uh, and then you hear the voiceover. He's like yelling, like, I don't believe in your God. This is not going to work. He literally screams, ow, my legs. Yeah. And then he says, ah, my leg. And then uh, it cuts to like a shot of him just in a bag, like the bag that we see at the beginning that we so, talked about. As we know, their original intention was obviously to show that scene. But for some reason, uh, with the ratings thing, they decided that this was what they needed to get rid of. And then their solution to this was just to cut the visuals and leave the audio and add the owl my leg line. Yeah. So yeah. you still get the idea that he got tortured. But it's so silly when you're not watching it. Because, like, the crushing, you probably could have just heard the owls and, like, imagined your own bone breaking. But they they added the my leg line yeah and that's what makes it so stupid right (laughs) it's just like they didn't really i don't know it's just they could have edited that one like you said bad editing they could have done it differently yeah and it's awful right what else oh we've we haven't talked about the scene where he's running through the um the bees the bees (laughs) there's a scene with all the like beehives um and so it's introduced early in the movie that nick cage is allergic to bees because he has his bee epi right but before that he kills a bee in the bar like there's a bee in the bar and he just like kills it and then the barmaid is like what what why did you do that and he was like, I'm allergic to him. Sorry. <laughs> and then just walks up to his room. And then there's later, there's a shot of him like opening his bag and taking stuff out. And one of the things that he takes out is this <laughs> set of EpiPens. But um, they say it's Epi B or something. It's like B Epi. Oh, he pulled out a thing that was like a two EpiPens, but it specifically it's specifically said B Epi. No. <laughs> you just take an Epi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bee epi. Like, they're epi pens specifically for bee stings. Uh, And so then... (laughs) So we know that he is actually allergic to bees. And then later in the... He's just, like, riding on his bike, like, around the town. And then... I don't get... I don't remember what happens. Like, he stumbles upon this, like, area with a bunch of beehives where they're, like they harvest the honey i guess and he like walks into it and then like 
a bunch of bees like start chasing him and then he runs into rather than running away he just runs further into the area with all the bees Uh, and then keeps running until like he trips and falls and like knocks over a bunch of beehives and then gets stung and gets stung of course and he like pulls out one of those bee eppies and then stabs himself with it but no he doesn't stab he doesn't make it oh okay because like francis conroy's character says that she likes because he was like oh did you do my EpiPen?" and she was like no we did the old ways oh so he like passed out before he actually stabbed himself yeah and he also like yeah, he it's sees the hallucination. I mean, I guess it works as a way to get him into Summer's Isle's house or whatever. But it was just a silly scene to watch. And this, I think maybe this scene, if Nick Cage's comments about this being an intentional comedy, comedy are true, I think this is one of those scenes where they thought like, oh, that's good. You know what I right. mean? If If saying that if they were actually trying to make a comedy, I could see this being one of those ones where they're like, oh, this is going to be hilarious type situation. Maybe. But, but it just doesn't land. It doesn't. Well, it's if you had different music, maybe it would have been funnier. It was like but that like dramatic the score. The music is very dramatic score and the way he's acting is very dramatic. Yeah. And who did the music? Angela Angelo Badlumenti. And what else did he do? Who I, I believe did Twin Peaks, if I'm not that mistaken. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know enough about Twin Peaks to debate that. You don't? <laughs> no, I do, actually. Well, not no. the score. I have their album on tape. One time, we went to Cedar Point for Halloween weekends, and as we were walking Wait. in... <laughs> okay, you're telling... Oh. I was like, yeah, we just went. <laughs> and as we were walking in, the Twin Peaks score started blasting. And yeah, it felt right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he also did Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet. I guess he works with um, Lynch. David Lynch a lot. He's I a would Lynch love boy. to see David Lynch do this movie. You know what? He it'd would do it movie. right. <laughs> it'd be three hours long, but it'd be a good movie. I could see a David Lynch wicker man working. Get on it, Davey. The very first scene, he's like in a little gas station slash diner looking place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, very like Twin Peaks vibes. Yeah. And then the fucking credits for the guy who does the Twin Peaks music came on. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Get out of my head. Makes you expect better. I don't have a whole lot else to say, actually, about this movie. Yeah, I just I hate spending like an hour just talking shit. Yeah, but I I just truly have nothing else to talk about, other yeah. than mad shit about this movie. I w- it almost makes me wonder. I feel like this script, and this movie don't match. They should have done a different script, rather than taking the eighty percent. Mm-hmm. You know, that could have helped. Yeah, I want to see the original just to see what the context is mm-hmm. for a lot of it. Because it doesn't make sense. All right, should we do segments? Let's just, I mean, there's not, I mean, we're just going to keep complaining about this. Yeah, I know. I feel bad because I feel like I really hate providing so much negativity into the world. And I try to find a positive light in most movies. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Right. Maybe I will buy the morning after. Who knows? Who There's can ever be sure? There's a scene where he looks for a pilot and then has a halluc- he, he has a bunch <laughs> of hallucinations in this. 
the dive he does in that scene yeah incredible yeah. <laughs> absolutely just straight up jumps in the air and then complete 180 and goes straight in it's that's just how he does he has a bunch of weird dreams and hallucinations he hallucinates seeing the daughter like under the dock um and then dives and saves her and then wakes up and then looks down and she's still in his arms and then wakes up again so wakes up twice from his dreams so that sucks um and then all the other hallucinations are just stuff that from happened earlier like flashbacks of like the car accident they're filmed in black and white with this weird like i don't know how to describe it but it's like there's the like echo the weird like uh like it it follows the image like yeah i don't know the image is kind of like uh, blurred blurry yeah weird i don't know it's bad everyone turns into bees also apparently we see the 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 female cop that we see at the beginning and the the, um the mom and child who die in the explosion all of those three women are apparently in the cult but like (laughs) samantha's the only one who saw it because it's like a single shot that like both me and molly were looking down uh and we missed it and then they're never shown again in that scene i saw them it's the three women yeah it's two it's just like it was one of those things where I wasn't sure if it was like in Midsummer where she sees her mom, but right. it's not really her mom. Yeah. I think also the problem is a lot of the women in this movie are just like the same kind of general looking woman. And um but my my main problem is and I I kind of knew as the movie was going that it was all a setup, but like how did the woman and the daughter survive that explosion? Like how did they rig that up, you know? I don't get it. Yeah. And though, like, I think we're supposed to be, like, he's supposed to be feeling bad about that. And, like, that's affecting his whole deal on this. But, like, do it better. (laughs) It's just very badly done because we just keep seeing those flashbacks of that same scene. Um, Because for the first chunk of it, we thought the girl was, like, Rowan. Ronan. Whatever her name is. Rowan. Yeah. I don't know. It's all just, uh, I don't know. I wrote down, like maybe put some of this in the subtext, (laughs) maybe have better subtext, but it it just nothing connects and nothing works. Anyway, let's just go to our segments. I I feel like a point to your, this movie doesn't have any subtext. Maybe that's why they did B EpiPen. So it was just absolutely apparent to the audience that he was allergic to bees. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> segments what would you do if it were you in this movie actually sorry, can i do it like nick cage yeah what would you do if it were you in this movie <laughs> That's what would you do what would you do that's actually kind of perfectly nick cage <laughs> that was a good impersonation thank you so of much him in this movie especially <laughs> Just we didn't even talk about his like wild emotions that go all over. There's a scene where he (laughs) like confronts the wife. He finds out (laughs) these documents about this daughter and confronts the wife and is like really mad at her. And she's like, no, I I couldn't do it. And then he like suddenly shifts and he's like, well, if we're going to have to find her. And then he's like very loving and And then they start making out (laughs) very bad, bad movie. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. What would you do? I would die. I mean, I wouldn't be as aggressive as him. I would have left the goddamn island. I guess he, he can't. Could, he couldn't. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well, he said plane. he could swim. 
swim. You can't swim that far. You can't swim. No. An island you have to take a helicopter to get to. I would have contacted somebody somehow. He has a cell phone. He does. And it rings. And he picks up and he's like, <laughs> And he starts screaming when he's in the bear suit, like half in the bear suit, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he picks up the phone and is like, Pete, Pete, help us, help us. Which is also what the Democratic Party is saying right now. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, anyway. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so. We want it to be abundantly clear this podcast does not support we Mayor don't. Pete for the 2020 we, presidential race. We're all Bernie bros here. Um, are, we, are you Bernie bro? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, Rich and I are. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, but... Like we yeah. can cut all this part. But anyway, what would you do? <laughs> um, that's the thing. So I would have probably tried to use my cell phone. Um, I, I get that he his pool is like go out there because like it's his ex fiance. But also, I want to once again make it clear he has no jurisdiction out there. He has no jurisdiction there. Also, he doesn't seem to realize that he does not have jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He said he's, that so many times. He's from California and it's in Washington. Summer's Isle is in Washington. I'm sure like as a police officer, you probably have some pool no matter like what state you're in. Like some. Well, but if, like you can't really go on an investigation without permission from the local government right. like you just can't show up and be like i'm solving this case maybe if it was like a murder that ha- or a kidnapping that happened tape. that yeah. happened in california yeah and then he was going to washington to in- investigate it but like he's just it's it all happened in washington so he has no jurisdiction so it shouldn't have been him there in the first place but as we know cops don't follow rules and um but i've if i if I would have died. I think I would have assimilated to the feminist bee cult. (laughs) If I'm being honest. That honestly. So, okay. Hear me out. Bees, women, you get to dress up in fancy masks like once in autumn. That's pretty fun. That's my ideal life. (laughs) All you gotta do is burn a man alive once a year. Yeah, but like that man. How he was acting. Yeah, coming into the village talking to the, the children worst. the way he did absolute chaos to the entire village yeah yeah you know what that's like kind of my yeah i would live because i would just join you know that sounds yeah. fun if there's any b-centric cults happening around hit me up you heard it here folks <laughs> when i run away in like a month you'll know where <laughs> we'll know how to look um okay so Wait, harish what would you oh did you already answer no, you didn't know. Well, I said I wouldn't be as aggressive, but I mean, I don't I don't know what would have happened because I would have been like, "Hey, where's this girl? What's going on?" And then I I I just would have I don't know. Cuz it's like I can't imagine how this movie would have gone if he were just like a a normal person and was just like <laughs> Cause like he walks in and is like immediately like antagonizing everyone. He it's walks weird. in, um, the he meets three women immediately and is like, "Hey, what's in that bag?" Yeah, it's so odd. Like I get that you see it rustling like kind of suspiciously. Yeah, but like there's no need for that initial level of hostility that he brings to the table. Right. Also, he full on punches. Several like punches women punches so yeah. many women, yeah. which is 
like awful. Yeah. Just walks up and knocks out the first woman he sees in the room. And it's weird. And like they don't even have the setup that they're super villainous yet. So it's just like weird. And I think it's kind of played for laughs that he goes up and punches the woman. And it's like I laughed because it's so off putting and like tonally weird. Right. And just like it is just like odd. Like why would he do that? He does it so many times. He just punches a woman. (laughs) That sucks. He punches a woman while dressed in a bear suit. <laughs> he punches a woman for no apparent immediate reason. He threatens a woman with a gun, tells her to get off her bike, and then commandeers her bike so that he can ride around the city and just yell at more women. And he says as he's leaving, take her stupid mask off. <laughs> oh, he's a menace. This man is literally a menace to their society. He really yeah. is. Oh, good lord. All right, so, so um, what's the next thing? Villain ranking? No, it is the Jensen Ackles Award for oh, you tried your best in a shitty got movie. One. We got ourselves a Jensen. Yeah. I mean, I want to. I want to give it to, uh, oh, the girl from House of Cards. She's good. Oh, I like her. She did a good job. She Ooh. tried her best. The teacher. The teacher who oh. had a twin who disappeared. I wanted to give it to Summer's Isle. Yeah. Summer's I thought good. she was captivating. Ellen Most Bernstein of the women were, is great. We're good. Yeah. Like, Nick Cage, terrible. But, like, also, like, I don't blame him. Um, but also, like, the... Um, the uh, what's her name? The Francis the girl. Conroy? Well, Francis Connery is good, but Lily also yeah, something. her yeah, the girl from the the bar. Oh who, yeah, I love her. Um, who like gets into a fight, and he's the one. She's the one that gets punched while Nick Cage is in a bear suit. She's great, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I say just Ellen Bernstein personally because I like did think she genuinely was okay in this movie. Yeah, and like I liked her delivery at the end. You know, when she's, like, leading the whole, like, Harvest monologue. That was right. fine. She's my pick. We don't have to vote for the same person also, by the no, way. No, yeah, we don't. Yeah. My pick is the girl from House of Cards who plays the teacher. Rose, I guess, in this. Who also, we keep mentioning this, but she has a twin. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is just in one scene. There's right after Nick Cage leaves the schoolhouse, he like walks a little bit and then he comes up to like, there's a bunch of men like digging or something and there's a woman like supervising them and she's dressed differently from the teacher. And he like asks her, Hey, what, what, um, where can I find this or something? And then she like tells him what to do. And then he looks at her and it's the same woman who played the teacher. And he's like, didn't I just talk to you sister Rose? And she's like, no, and then that's it. And that's the end of the scene. Like no more follow up on and that. You never see her again. And also there's like a lot of twins in this movie. And yeah. Then there's that there's no explanation of why. Yeah, yeah. There's these two blind twins, older, old women. They were very creepy. That was cool. Yeah. But I also don't like when like people who are blind are used for like being creepy. Right. Yeah. It's not they're not creepy because they're blind, but it's creepy because they for some reason always know when he's in front of them yeah. even though they're blind. And also they're constantly smiling very creepily. Mm-hmm. Um so villain ranking wise though. So I guess is it just the the people of the island? The cults. 
the summer's all cold either way they're my bottom <laughs> hold on let me look i don't think they're my bottom <laughs> i cannot stress enough how like harish's energy is just the most negative i think i've ever seen you i'm gonna put them above the cult from the kill list which would make them seventh from the bottom on the thing but they're still on it you're gonna put yours after the devil from devil uh, yeah yeah I, i'd rather watch a movie about the devil from devil oh my god <laughs> wow <laughs> the devil that makes toast fall down buttered s- jam side down is much better than this terrible cult who for some reason like has complete control of every aspect of Nicolas Cage's life including mm-hmm. the cop the lady cop that he's friends with and the traumatic incident that happens um that causes him to like stop working as a cop I'll put mine right below the cult from no cuz like no I'll put him above the cult from kill list I put him one above cuz I like the villains they were my favorite part everything else about this movie was kind of whack though is this movie about a MGTOW? A what? Do you know what MGTOW is? No. Men going their own way. Oh. Um, Have you heard of that? Grace told me that, and that's the day I learned about, like, what... Cause, oh, um, Incels and yeah, stuff. Like yeah, like, red pill and black pill. Right. It's terrifying. Yeah. So, m- men going their own way is, like... They, like, hate women. Like, a subreddit. Interesting. But also... Yeah, they're basically, like, people who are incels, but, like, they're, like... I don't need women to be so like going their own way is basically like I being like separate from women and going their own way. So I think this movie is about a guy who's that because his ex, his fiance leaves him and then he's like very weird around women. Like the opening scene, he's a cop. He's very weird around women. Uh, The opening scene, he's very weird to the two women that he meets um weird to the lady cop that he's supposed to be friends with and then he immediately comes on this uh uh, island that's full of women and is doesn't know how to act doesn't know how to act (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is a hot take (laughs) he's a MGTOW yeah these men are like genuinely terrifying yep yeah okay so what's next um ratings rating the movie out of what are we rating this out of bees Wickerman. <laughs> I don't know. Bees or beehives. Probably best. This whole movie's bee themed. But like also Candyman has bees. Do we do? Uh, yeah, that's true. We haven't done Candyman on this. D- we should do uh, for our Candyman rating. We should do how many times I say I want to fuck Tony Todd because it's going to be more than ten. Are we going? No. With, are we going with bees? Are we? No. I don't want to associate no. bees with this movie. Bees are so good, and this movie is not. If I could give my three rankings of things, um, it would be bees, my friends, other people, this movie. H- how about out of hallucinations? No. Dream sequences? No. Um. Uh, should we just do bees? Burnt baby dolls. No, Candyman's hooks. So we can do bees. Okay. Sorry. I know I don't have the final say in this. I just have a lot of opinion. Let's just do bees. Bees. Yeah. Fuck it, bees. Fuck it. (laughs) Five and the bees. Okay. I'll give this two. (laughs) 
Do tell. Yeah. I don't know. It's two. <laughs> it's technically a movie. You know, I also will give it two. Yeah. They tried stuff, and it was a complete failure, but they tried. You know. Yeah. I also would give it a two. Two for two effort. Bees. <laughs> two for effort. That's all it gets. <laughs> yeah, they did. They try. They, I feel like there was some intention and they just missed every single bit of it. We laughed. We wished we watched a different movie. We laughed some more. I did like the ending. Ugh. We liked part of the ending. I don't know. Yeah. I did like, okay, there's the scene where at the very end, he's running around the town, like looking for the girl and he's like, I'm going to search every house. And then he ends up at Summer Owl's house um, and he's like just running around opening random doors looking for this girl and he opens a door and there's this man on the bed with like warts all over him and one eye closed, which I mean, I didn't really care for. Because mm-hmm. uh, like also like just like, disfigured people in horror movies like really turns me off mm-hmm. um yeah because like uh yeah like they're not creepy just le- leave them alone mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh but the next thing that we see is he opens a door and there's this woman that's seated in a chair and smiling and there's bees just covering her which was cool mm-hmm. i love that and like her smile is very creepy but she's there for like two seconds that was cool. Um, and then, uh, like, he keeps running. And it's also, like, the design of the house is very, like, bee-themed. It's, like, very yeah. golden and yellow a lot. But also, like, a lot of, like, octagons. Yeah. Octagonal yeah. shapes, um, which, like, fit with the bee, like, like a... Wouldn't it be hexagon? Uh, I don't know. Oh, like circular but like angled angled. (laughs) the bee Um, imagery is great in this movie yeah when it's effective that's where they got it right and then well right after that he like leaves the house and then we see summer isle in a bed um just like sitting in a bed uh like and that that shot was really cool like uh one of she's surrounded by a bunch of women Mm -hmm. and like one of the her assistants like tells her oh he's leaving now and that was cool. The masks were pretty cool, I'll say. Um, other than that, not really know. much. I did really like the actress from House of Cards in this. Yeah, all the women acted really well in it. Yeah. Um, I don't think Willow was that great, but. Yeah, I didn't think Willow was that great either. But, yeah. All I don't right. Know. That's, like, all I can say positive. Should we get into recommendations? Sure. I have one. I have a couple. Midsummer. <laughs> I knew that would be yours. Yeah, it's. I think Midsummer's a good movie. Um, It's better than this one. Yeah. And that's that on that. No, like, I talk, I've talked enough about Midsummer, but, like, this right. is the first... This is, the, like, one of the only movies where I feel like there's such a direct connection, you know? Yeah, there's burning, there's... Someone Cults. in a bear costume. There's bears, yeah. Yeah, like, literally, there are so many parallels. Yeah. <sighs> but you're not ready for that conversation. <laughs> um, I had three. Mm-hmm. I wanted to recommend The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, just creepy town that's, like, super dated. And um, 
yeah uh just mostly the wardrobe and the aesthetics of it reminded me of the village uh i love that movie i will always back it um the ring because there was a lot of girl in water action uh dead girl stuff and i was like oh this reminds me of the ring and then the ritual just some cult sacrifice shit yeah so those are my three of these um I don't know. I I don't really have any. I guess Kill List. Oh, the original good. Wicker Man, obviously. The original Wicker Man. Kill um, List. That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, actually, that does kind of have a cult theme, kind of. Um, yeah, it does. But yeah, Hot Fuzz is a great movie, and also Star uh, features the lead actor from the original movie, uh, Wicker Man. Yes. Um, I would like to recommend National Treasure 1 National Treasure and National absolutely. Treasure 2 because both feature Nick Cage, but National Treasure 2 specifically features Ed, Ed Bang Harris. and Bones Harris. Yes, it does. And I'm in love with him. Not really. I just like Westworld a lot. Um, and Creepshow. Yeah. It's er, hot in Specifically Creepshow. how hot he is in Creepshow. He's very hot in Creepshow, not going to lie. Um, no, but like on, genuinely my recommendation is National Treasure. Because that is a movie, I feel like, where Nick Cage shines. I think he's honestly great in those movies. Yeah. I guess Mandy a, is I was also... I going to say, a bonkers Nick Cage good horror film. Right. We've seen it, but I literally remember none of it because, again, we watched it late at night. Very sleepy. It's on Shudder, right? Yeah, it's yeah. on Shudder. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, I guess, good. People like it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry for making you guys watch this movie. Oh, it's fine. Oh, I'm happy to have watched it. Now right. I know that now I know that like what everyone says is true. Like I'm glad that it's it's been yeah. seen. I I think I would have had a better time if I didn't have so much trouble trying to play the movie. Oh yeah. Oh. Because yeah. Our, the casting was having an issue and My internet like, was horrendous. I was trying to play it for my computer. I've been trying to cast this, but What's going on? And it was just very stressful for me, and so I apologize if I was too aggressive <laughs> to you guys. It's like, fine. We'll just like gonna Nicholas burn you Cage. out in the wicker <laughs> man I built outside. <laughs> but there's a reason we did this at my house. <laughs> Boy, do we have something for oh you, lady? No. <laughs> Kill the drone, not the bees. <laughs> oh my god, we're just doing bits now. Okay, I think um, I guess that's it. Like, you can follow me at not a credit card and everything. You can follow me on Twitter at Midsummer Queen. I guess I like that movie more than I let on. Um, <laughs> at Molly Francis Haynes on Instagram and at M O one one Y H A I N E S on um, Letterbox.com. I never got that um, sultry voice down. I'm gonna spend the whole rest of this podcast learning how to talk in a sultry voice. Oh, we'll get it. Shrieking the whole time. We'll, we'll keep practicing. <laughs> um, you can get me on. Sorry, it's a character in this movie had like the sultriest voice. Um, <laughs> you can get me on uh, Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference, and on Instagram and Letterboxd at Samantha Don Thirteen. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at Gmail dot com. If you want to email us, um, we have a Patreon, uh, Patreon dot com slash Tipsy Terror. And uh, for $1 a month, you can vote in polls um, to 
like this one <laughs> to suggest one of our movies per month and make us suffer and for five dollars a month you get bonus episodes um and right now we're doing one episode a month but if we make m- enough money we'll do more than one episode a month he wasn't crying he had to burp i had to burp um <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to the bathroom because i'm horny <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh so this is a quick announcement so this is episode 48 and next week will be episode 49 and then the week after very that, special episode we won't tell you why yeah we'll talk yeah, about yeah. it later but <laughs> the week after that <laughs> we're gonna tell you about the dangers of drugs <laughs> <laughs> on our very special episode <laughs> um, <laughs> we got but, a special guest his name is ted danson Oh, I'd kill. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, but uh, for our 50th episode, we're just going to do like a year-end recap of the podcast. We're not doing a movie. We're going to re- recap our podcast for the year and talk about this year in our podcast. And uh, and then we're taking the rest of the year off, which I think is just one week based on release schedules. Um, it's more than that for us for recording yeah purposes, yeah but, but um so after that we won't see you until january yeah. so yeah and also uh anyway that's it <laughs> that's all bye. Bye. Right, bye if i lived on a cult my braids would be so nice <laughs>